Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my freshly stabbed co-host, Mozzie. <laughs> this is a very small stab. <laughs> yeah, a tiny stab, uh, a shot, actually. Um, but <laughs> I, I, was, I got that dead arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we were just saying, like that shit like makes your arm pretty sore. Like, we're talking way about the facts, by the way. more sore than I would have thought. Yeah, because like, I get allergy shots all the time because I'm allergic to nature. And, mm. like, uh, you know, sometimes it's, like, a smidgen sore. Or, like, the flu shot, sometimes it makes you, like, sore for maybe, like, a day, like, less than a day. But, this like, this one, like, was, like, a couple days. Yeah, I woke up, and it was not great. <laughs> it felt like, you know when, like, you're growing up and one of your friends, like, just punches you in the arm? But it felt like they did that just for, like, a day straight. <laughs> <clears throat> like, they just yeah, kept that's... hitting it. I'm like, stop. So yeah, it is uh, it is bruised and sore, and I can't really lift it above my head, but <clears throat> hopefully in the morning it's better. Yeah, the good thing is I realized how little I need to move my arm over my head. Like, that's that's not a thing I have to do often. Like, I mean, obviously, like, at the gym, but I just made sure I did, like, legs. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, I, I getting sort of my cabinet, like, it's a little bit of a reach, but, like, it's not, like, a ton. I don't have to lift it up sideways because that's what made it hurt, but... I'd say uh, putting on the jacket was the was the rough one today. Uh, yeah, way. luckily, luckily I didn't have to wear layers at all. <sighs> I got mine. The struggles putting on a jacket. <laughs> You're getting like a sneak preview to being old. I'm like, ow. <laughs> ow. So, anyway, today is our uh, wide receiver episode. Oh yeah. And there are well three so. There's, like, a consensus top three, I think, and then a guy who's pretty often at four. But there's, mm-hmm. like, a – up at the top, it's, like, low, like some game changers. Like, our number one, for me, is probably the best one since we've been, like, doing draft evals on the pod pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and then there's kind of a drop-off. Like, a lot of, like, good guys where some, like, you know, pretty good potential guys or, like, a lot of, like, slot S guys. There are a lot of slot guys in this oh, draft, yeah. I think. Um, there are like, a ton of, like, short, shifty, dynamic, explosive, really fast, really undersized, like, yeah. scurriers. But also, like, there are a lot of guys <laughs> who I think make a good big slot. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of juju-esque role that's kind of gotten pretty popular. But we'll start up at the top with Jamar Chase. He's our number one. We both love him. Yeah. Like... He's super good. Um, like, the Bengals would be justified taking him, like, as a third pick at, uh, at five. I so. would agree. I would, I'm, I Like, if I was a Cincy fan, I would not be upset if they took him. He looks really damn good. Yeah, he's super-duper good. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only the only knock was sometimes he had some drops, and it was, like, the, the occasional, like, oh, my gosh, how did you, like, drop that drop? But, like... I mean, Julio does that on occasion. Like, it's not it's not a deal breaker. You could still be, like, an elite 
top three wide receiver in the league and have like occasional drops like that. But you have to be open to drop it, <laughs> and he he gets open. He's really skilled technically, mm-hmm. but also super athletic, which is a deadly combo. Yeah, I think he's one of the best at separation, body control, route running. Like his, I think as a whole, his entire game is the most complete, and that's why most people sort of have him as the consensus one 2021. Yeah, I, uh, I think receiver. he's. Yeah, I think he's. I'll I'll say like the obvious one. I mean, I I, I, I understand if you like guys better, but for me, he's like the. He's gonna work anywhere in any role and be super good regardless. Is my take on it. Yeah, I think uh, he could go anywhere. I'm excited to see where he goes, but I I mean, he could go anywhere and be fine. Yeah, like I'll, I'll be good. surprised if he gets past. Atlanta and Cincy, because I mean, I, I can see Atlanta taking like one, one of like Atlanta and Cincy. One of them is going to get Sewell, and one of them is going to get Chase. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, or maybe Miami will get lucky and get him. Who knows? <laughs> that would be super ideal for them. Oh man, <clears throat> are they at six now? Right? Yeah, and they, and they have, so they have Will Fuller and uh, Devontae Parker now, and so like if they get one of these receivers as well. Gives them a pretty solid grouping. And not to mention there. Mike Kosicki. I keep seeing, this is just like a That's side true, rant, yeah. but I keep seeing like, oh, the Dolphins should take Kyle Pitts. I'm like, dude, put some respect on uh, Mike Kosicki down there. He's you really know, good. They, they need a they need like a top receiver more because like, I know they say like they have Devontae Parker, but it's Devontae fucking Parker <laughs> who like took five years to be any good. Yeah. So we're like, this like, is his year, but it wasn't. Like, he's, he's fine. He's solid now. Like, finally now. But, like, and Wolf Fuller's good. But, like, Jamar Chase would make the offense absurd. Anyway, so back, back to him himself. He was dominating, like, as a 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so he, so he took 2020 off as well. He opted out because of COVID. Um, so we're just kind of going on his 2019. Sorry, right. 2020. Or, yeah, 2019 date because there's not a 2020. Um he had like a little like kind of pro day interview with Ryan Clark and he's kind of talking about what he was doing like trading wise and so it looks like and sounds like he kept on his game pretty sharply so I'm not worried of the year off ah uh, no me neither <laughs> like yeah he took it the year off for COVID and mm-hmm. uh, but I mean yeah to be 19 that's something we definitely look at is when a guy blows up when they're really young Mm-hmm. Like um, breakout age, as it's called, like kind of in the yeah. draft Twitter community. Not always as good when that's a later age, especially like I think it's most talked about with wide receivers. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's a big thing. I know one of the big knocks on Hakeem Butler was like late breakout age. Yeah, and so far it's been a rough go for him. Like that's not the only indicator, and there was like some reasons for him. But yeah, dominating when you're 19 is pretty impressive. Um as far as, like, comparisons go, I didn't really have, like, a good one just because I, like, I, I don't want to go overboard. And I don't like comps because it sounds like you're saying this guy is going to be as good as this guy. Like, yeah, I, when give, I, do I give comps, comps stylistically. I think uh, when I do comps, I normally look more at the, kind of the way they play. And mm-hmm. almost always, I it's like a height-weight thing for me. So, like, to yeah, me, like, I put Calvin Ridley because they're around the same height and weight. And they can kind of do some of the some similar things. Online, they're saying he's like Tory Holt, which is like whoa. <laughs> hey there. Yeah, um, like I, 
Yeah, like build wise, I guess makes sense. But like, I like to, I like to give kind of like stylistic comps. But like, that, mm-hmm. that's the, everyone wants comps, but it's, it's kind of tough because like everyone thinks you're saying they're gonna be that. But anyway, like Jamar Chase, I if he doesn't end up as like perennial thousand yard guy, I'll be disappointed. Like super high expectation for this guy, and I think it's warranted. He's absurd. Um, and like. So, like, I, I mentioned, like, my knock was the drops. And his, his drops are weird because he has really good catch technique. And so, like, he shouldn't be dropping it, but he does, like, he does have those occasional ones. So, and that's why it doesn't concern me. I don't think it's going to be an issue by any means. But. Yeah, like, I'm not then, too uh, concerned. You just have to work on that. Follow yeah. it into your hands, buddy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What, what of, like, I think his, I'll say his biggest strength, in my opinion, is his breaks, like, at the stem of his routes. Like, he'll like he will lose you uh, like with his breaks. Like that, that's one of his ways to get just so open. He like gets his hips set right and everything. I see. How fast is this guy? Is he four four? Um, I don't remember what they clocked him at. But they uh, they like like they I think they uh, four three eight is what they had him at as, at the pro day. Oh dear. But pro day times are usually like a little exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But he's fast. He doesn't he look as zoomy because he's like a little bigger and doesn't like oh, like his role isn't necessarily like always zoom, but like he will burn you once he gets the opportunity for sure. Yeah, it's six one like two hundred. He's got good size, good frame. Like he can take yeah. a hit. Yeah, there's yeah, others. Guess, yeah, he's good. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like rely on his speed in the sense like of like he's not good because of his speed. He's good, and his speed makes him, like, his speed helps him be great. I, should, like, I think that's a good way to put it, probably. Yeah, he's definitely, I think, the most well-rounded guy. Yeah, he's a stud. There's only so many ways we can say he's awesome. but <laughs> Yeah, and he's our number one. He's definitely yeah. our number one, and he belongs there. Yeah, kind of gets into number one. But uh, next up, we've got uh, we've got our, our teammates here. Uh, <laughs> right. We've got uh, Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. Um where they, so, you know, collectively these three are the, you know, quote unquote big three. They're the top three wide receivers, and there's definitely a little bit of a drop off after them. Mm-hmm. But um, they're awesome. So we actually both have Waddle number two. Yeah. So I figure we can talk about Waddle, and the reason why I have him too is because I think he is one of the best wide receivers in the class. But he's just a completely different kind of wide receiver than Jamar Chase. Like if you had, if if you're a team. And uh, in the NFL, and you've got a great number one wide receiver, but no slot guy. I would take Waddle over Chase here in the draft, just because I've already got that guy, and this dude is amazing. But he's very specialized, I think. Um, but he's really talented. Yeah, I like him a lot, and I, I don't know. Like, I think specialized is accurate, but I don't want to like. We're not we're not pigeonholing him. At least I'm not pigeonholing him. Mm. Like he he obviously will like super benefit from like a team that you to like that wants to get it deep. Like if you put him on the Ravens, that would not be ideal. But like if he ends up I'm trying to think what would make sense. Like the Rams, like so if if like he's not gonna, I don't think, but like he would be perfect for the Rams as like the deep threat for Stafford. Like mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Like you need a you need a team that like knows how to use them because they're like is the chance that like a team just like like teams fuck up using speed guys it happens like, yeah all but the time. um he's electric but the thing is he's actually like also a good receiver like 
the hype that everyone had about like Hollywood and rugs and all that. Not to say that they're bad, but like Waddle is who everyone wanted those two guys to be. And like I say that because he's actually good at the catch point. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was one of my issues with both of them, and it's still it's still an issue for Hollywood, um, quite apparently. Um, like that, there's a reason like Tyreek Hill is who he is like on the field. It's because he can actually like jump up, get the ball in contact. Like he's actually also a good receiver along with just being absurdly fucking fast. Exactly, which is what Jalen Waddle is. Yeah, he is also an excellent receiver, and I even put in here he is still good and like on like the outside. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just put him in the slot the whole game. He's good all over the place. That's just where he, like, dominated, I should say. Because yeah, he is, like, when the ball's in his hands, he is absolutely dominant. <laughs> Insane, like, shift change of direction, like, all of it. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, he has enough physicality <clears throat> as well. Yeah. Like, for being, like, the like that, like, speedster kind of thing. Because like, that's always the worry with, like, speed guys is, like, can they like hold up kind of thing yeah and i I think he has like the capability of it like because he's not like afraid to take a hit and he like he'll actually like hold on through contact and like in the middle of the field i call it like a menace in the middle (laughs) because like if you like the the reason i like what you said about the slot is because like if if you get it to where like someone has to deal with him and there's a lot of space for him to work with they are doomed yeah (laughs) when you get him in space yeah, because, like, if basically, like, if you've got, like, him in the slot, someone way out wide on, like, the same side, it's, like, culpability, other side inside, like, there, I can't remember what team it was, but there was, like, this clip of, like, him, and there was just this one guy, like, the safety was, like, ready to help, but a lot of room, and the, the safety just, did, like, just did not realize how fast this guy was, <laughs> and he just burned the boat, it was great, like, yeah, if, you, if you're facing him coming at you, it's, it's tough, because you have to respect the speed, but, like, you also don't want to give up that easy completion, so, like, that's... Kind of things with it. but he like like you said he's also good at the sideline he, he has the uh toe drag swag as they say oh yeah but yeah and then uh, he let's see, yeah he has like a lot of like moves that complement his speed mm. whereas like i think i think that's uh like uh i just said but like sometimes receivers aren't like or just players in general like have aspects to their game or they aren't complete together like at a different position last year like herbert one of my i think my my main gripe with herbert last year was that it didn't look like he put all of his skills together like in college right and so and that, that that's i mean that's the thing like any player in any position like has trouble with but waddle like puts all of his skills together and it makes him as good as he is i just um i love his body control yeah i agree <clears throat> i love that he can sort of contort himself and put himself in the right position to always not only catch the ball, but then be in a really good position for the yak, which he is deadly at. Yeah. Um, yeah, no Waddle. He just, I mean, he obviously has a bit of an injury concern, but there's a lot of guys with that a mm. lot, especially this year in the wide receivers. Yeah. So you just want him, you know, I'm not really going to knock him for that. Um, I think it's Barrett bears to mention like, we said it last time, but we don't pick anyone to be busts. Like that's, you know, injuries happen and uh, guys mm-hmm. don't have the work ethic. But that's not really for us to judge. We're just here to talk about yeah. what they've got. And what this guy has is nutballs, banana jams, <laughs> uh, as they say. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be so fun. Like whatever team get the fan base of the team that gets him is gonna like they're gonna fall in love with him just because he's gonna like have those like game breaking moments. 
That's going to be great. Just Waddle, too. What a great last name. Yeah, and it's hilarious because of, <laughs> he's like Waddle, he's Waddle. like such a fast football player that, like, Waddle. <laughs> Waddle, Waddle. <laughs> makes it funny. But, yeah, like, I, I also like his body control. And then, similar to Jamar Chase, like, he when he's at the top of his route stem and he turns, and, mm-hmm. like, he, he can lose you. In a slightly different, like a slightly different way, where it just you know breaks, you can't you just can't keep up with him, and he gets that leverage. But yeah, he's he's fun. I like him a lot. Yeah, I think it also goes to say he's very good at separation as well. Yeah, because <laughs> he's yeah. always by himself. He just breaks people's ankles. He's not like as shifty as some of the other guys, but that's because he only does like one, maybe one or two moves. But it is like jolting. Yeah, he's got a lot of that like. Wiggle, wiggle of wiggle. like yeah. being able to lose you without like making an obvious move yeah it's just like like subtle moves and yeah it's very nuanced and then it's just like bam he's on the other side of you <laughs> yeah so he's a lot of fun and then just under him we've got uh his teammate devonta smith mm-hmm. who was the heisman winner and i think most yes. people expect him to be the number two wide receiver taken um which i'm not gonna knock i think he's great he his his body comp though is so interesting. Like he is six foot one, but he is one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, like, he has Reaper. to put on, he has to put on some weight. I and, think he can though because yes. he's six one and only one seventy five. Exactly. I think his body physique he can put on weight not only like without hindrance but pretty easily, and. Mm-hmm. So, like, I definitely like his long-term potential. I do want him to bulk up just a little bit. Just put on a little more muscle. Yeah. Uh, but he's he super is, good, too. He is slight, like. Yes. <laughs> that's the thing. We talk about, like, small or, like, short or whatever, but he is, like, very skinny. Live. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think an NFL weight room could do him a lot of good. And I think he can do it without sacrificing his speed. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully without sacrificing his flexibility, because one of the things I like best about him is his hips, which sounds his hips weird, but his ability to like open up his hips properly mm-hmm. and like use that to like make a good break and get his like he keeps his like body like his legs under him, gets his hips open, like sits down for the break and explodes out. Like that's hips. Like that's like using your hips properly and he does that like amazingly to get an advantage over a defender which is weird because like looking at his body physique you wouldn't think that that would be a strength of his but it is yeah <laughs> but, but yeah like the small small is the main knock on him like he, he's too like people are gonna say he's too skinny and like so like that that is warranted in the sense that like he has like there will be times where he gets beat by like press like physical coverage early on a routes or like like at at the release point but he has a lot of good moves to kind of like regain separation leverage i think mm-hmm. but like everything else he does a lot of things really really well he does have incredible body control and body positioning uh contested catch and acceleration like all the things you want in a top wide out which he does have yeah he's he is also super fast not as fast as his teammate mm-hmm. but Really, really fast as well, as was on display in the college football playoffs. So. Yeah. I, I think he is a more direct Calvin Ridley comp. As yeah, opposed he, to, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to because uh, Waddle kind of makes me think of Deshaun Jackson in a way, but not at the catch. But like his route running makes me think of Deshaun Jackson mm. as far as that goes. I don't, I don't have like a good comp for Devonta Smith. Like I couldn't think of one. Well, he's like the exact same height and weight as Ridley. That's so that's why he's gotcha. like. I already mentioned him with Jamar Chase because I think, but Chase is like thicker. He's like the thicker Ridley, but Devonte is. He's pretty much on point, like the same height and weight, and definitely so I thought has. Calvin that, Ridley like, was speed. bigger for some reason. Ridley? Yeah, I thought Ridley was a lot bigger. I think he's one ninety, but I don't know when that weight was put on. I don't. I don't know if that was like at at entering NFL or recently. I feel like that's more recent. But, um, but yeah, yeah, he's definitely a, he's definitely a little sturdier. But I think he was older coming out. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it too. Yeah, he's got super long arms. Yeah, which is definitely a plus if you're a wide which receiver. Also, just makes him look skinny. <laughs> exactly, it just makes him super tall and lanky. But having the long arms is super important. Yeah, but so yeah, as far yeah, we can keep kind of talking about like kind of his other strengths. So he's got good route running, mm-hmm. it improved hands because I, I think he kind of got his hands got better over his career, and he's got a lot of release moves, which he needs because he's going to get people are going to try to press him a lot. But sometimes mm-hmm. like his releases are sort of inconsistent. But I really want to see him somewhere that can highlight his like mid-range game, maybe that like ten to thirty-yard range, because that's that's kind of where I like him best. Which sounds weird, like having him go across the field because he's like small, like he's like skinny, but he's not he's not, he's not like a little bitch. Like he's no. he still set him over the field and he'll like beat people and take contact and be fine. But you know he I plays think, physically. Yeah, but he's like he's so good at like getting open and like getting that leverage like basically like have him go break in or out and like stack the db behind him and just get in the ball there and then obviously like the deep shots but yeah i he's like really good he just like if he were if he were like six one one if he were already 190 he'd be a lot like and like a little more physical stronger he'd be like probably closer to jamar chase than he is at the moment. Like, he just kind of mm-hmm. needs to get bigger and stronger. So I thought, originally, when Philly had the six pick, that was, like, a great spot for him to end up. Mm. Like, just because Philly needs a wide receiver. I mean, more for Philly, I suppose, than him. Um, but, like, they traded down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure where he's going to end up, but it should be in the top here. Yeah, he's really good. He... I, I guess one thing like I kind of like to like about your Ridley comp is that, in my opinion, like he'll and he uh, he kind of already does he like he's gonna be like a zone eater, I think. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, he's gonna feast on it, even yeah. his zone. Which I know there's gonna be a lot of zone eaters in this class. So, but before we move on to our next guy, anything else you want to add on Devonta Smith before we kind of get to the quote unquote like rest of the group? Um, oh, I call him Mini Moss. Mini Moss. Mini Moss. Because he's yeah. just like a little bit smaller, a little bit less weight, but he's got some really incredible route running and just, I think he's got really good hands now. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does. I do want him to put on a little weight, but he's definitely like rounds out the top three of like this class here. Yeah, for sure. So moving on down, we've got. I guess I'll call him the, like, usual number four. For sure. And at the moment, he's my four, but all these ranks are subject to change. I've actually kind of rearranged my quarterback ranks already. Yeah, I've um, been doing that a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, so the rankings are sort of just, like, 
very fluid and like not necessarily like meaning we like or dislike a guy because we have him at a certain spot. We're just kind of like going in an order of preference, of I guess. But yeah, Rashad Bateman. So hit hit me with how you feel about him. Um, so I he's pretty much on everybody's wide receiver board, and there are a lot of things that I do like about him, but there are some things where I'm just like, eh. Uh, he's, you know, 6'2", 210, he's a little bit bigger, and it's nice that we have some of these receivers in this class, otherwise it would be every single one is like 5'8 to 5'10", <laughs> and the exact same, like, super fast, super shifty, super dynamic, yeah. and instead he is, to me, he has the Michael Thomas sort of running, yeah. and what I mean by that is he's very upright, he's very sort of rigid um, with his running, uh, I don't think he's the fastest guy in this class, uh, and he doesn't really have that sort of, you know, instant, like, burn you at the line of scrimmage release that, you know, Waddle or Chase have. Um, the problem is that even though he has that Michael Thomas sort of rigidity and he's a little bit taller and he's a bigger receiver, he's not as polished as a route runner, and he doesn't have, like, the second-level speed. Um, so... He's actually dropped a bit for me. I have him ranked eighth here. I, I don't necessarily dislike him. I just don't think he should be the number four guy um, in the rankings. I like his potential, but I this this drove me crazy. As I'm watching him play, he doesn't lift his knees up. I'm like, pick up your <laughs> knees, dude. Pick like when you run, you have to literally do like a high knee and bring your foot up. And, like, make the heel of your foot touch your butt, and then you stick your knee out, and you piston. And that's how you get, like, that elongated stride to get more speed. He doesn't do that. He runs, like, with his the top parts of his legs still pointed down. I don't even understand it. And he's always basically moving his feet, like, a million miles an hour while the rest of his legs aren't doing as much work. So, I'm, you're missing out on that top-end speed you could have. Just need to, like, I don't know. Get a running coach. Get a different strength and conditioning yeah. coach. <laughs> I was. That's what I was thinking that whole time. And like his forty time was good. And so, like, because as pro day you got like a four three nine, which I guess you know combine wise will say like four 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 or something like that. You know, add a half sec, add a sorry, like a point oh five to it basically. But the yeah, like the translating like actual speed to play speed is kind of a tough thing. Which, right. So, which, like I said, it could just be like he needs better running technique, and that's it. Or it could be like a mental thing of like translating. It's like he's not running as fast as he could because he's thinking too much. That's also a possibility where you see like guys who mm. are athletes not always translate to the field. But I'm not. I don't know if it's that. But like, like you're right. His route running is not as refined. And that may all be tied together where he could be thinking too much about his route running. He's not running as fast as he could, this, this, that. But I, I, I like that Michael Thomas mentioned, not because I'm saying he's Michael Thomas, but I think he comps as, like, a big slot. Yes. Like, he's perfect for that. Like, a team that wants that will take him, like, after those top three. Like, he's perfect for that. Like, kind of the, like, Michael Thomas, you said, Keenan, Juju type thing. I think he's closest to Juju of those guys because... Um, he's like, because he is fast, and so like I think Juju is the fastest of those three. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. but he like he's, he's not as good of a route runner, especially as like Tom, Thomas or Keaton. Those guys are absurd route runners. No, yeah, of course, but, not even close. And so yeah, that's why I said Juju's kind of like closer. So stylistically, like kind of similar to Juju. He has some like the, the the Keenan Allen, I guess, is the sense of like being like pretty fearless over the middle, 
Mm-hmm. Like that's it's kind of like the uh, very like Keenan Allen trait. He was used weirdly in 2020. Um, they used him a lot, like, like kind of gadgety, sort of. Like it was weird. I liked mm-hmm. how they used him better in 2019. I feel like it show, felt like it showed off his game more. But yeah. So the and then there's also so when I talk about quarterbacks, I talk about processor speed mm-hmm. and so like I, I typed this before we just had the discussion so maybe there's something missing but I feel like in general he has good processor speed so I, I guess kind of come at that running thing maybe that running thing really just is like bad running technique but because he, he reacts really quickly to defenders mm-hmm. what's happening on the field and so if if he's think if, if his route running is like a, like if, if his footwork is like a thing where he just needs to like develop the technique I feel like that might be easier because i don't i don't think it's like a mental lapse the more i kind of talk through this with you but because like he he'll he'll get the ball over the middle and like alter his body like right after the catch to avoid getting lit up right and i like that he also as like a big slot guy he's really good at letting his blockers develop and watching like moving downfield after and behind his blockers which is a great um, I call that like the Lev Bell patience thing because you used to just watch him sit there and wait. It's not quite as pronounced as that, but um, he he like I do like that aspect of his game. I just yeah, I'm like I think he's good and can get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he just needs to get his feet moving. Like I want to see hit, like him just get chopping, dude. Piston those feet helps with yeah, the like release he... and the separation. And uh-huh. yeah, his. His his brakes could use some work, like at the top of the route, and so mm-hmm. that all comes back to the foot, like his feet, <laughs> like he needs to learn to run. Yeah, no, and he then just he'll needs be to really get his good. Feet going, that's my biggest knock on him is his feet. Yeah, <laughs> learn, learn how to run, Rashad Bateman, and you'll be amazing. Because <laughs> that'll probably help his route running. It'll definitely help his brakes. Because like him, and then uh, I'll make like a, a little teaser here. Tony, like Canary's Tony, like have the issue of, uh, and well, actually a lot of these guys do that. We're going direction. I think about it. have the issue of like not having the best uh like breaks where they kind of like don't keep their feet under them enough on the breaks like that mm-hmm. but yeah bateman's got really good hands too so like yeah i i like him a lot <laughs> but as he just kind of decided he needs to learn to run right no i like him too i think he's got really good potential i just want to see him you know get yeah. in the, the you know the weight room and get you know work work on his footwork a bit yeah because once he gets the ball he's pretty good mm-hmm. it's just the running before he gets the ball <laughs> all the little technical stuff yeah he just needs to polish out and he can be very mm-hmm. very good I which agree. is why most people have him as four on their list and i'm not i don't you know completely disagree with that i just think right now he's a little bit behind some of the other guys gotcha so who who do you have at number four um and this is kind of your this will we each kind of have like a slightly deep pull into our top five Oh yeah, so I was looking at I was I was going through lists of just receivers because I wanted to get an idea of who to look at, and on a few lists I had um, Deami Brown of North Carolina, and I didn't realize because I barely watched any college football last year how good uh, UNC was, and they have a lot of skill positions that are gonna yeah, be they've got a lot of fun guys like they're running back and everything. Yeah, and um, this dude's really good. This wide receiver of theirs, mm-hmm. Deami Brown at uh, UNC, I think he I have him at number four. Um, which is kind of crazy, I know, but uh, his route running to me is really good. They say he he has a little bit of a limited route tree, but I am not going to hold that against him. Uh, that's you know you don't know if that's him or the scheme 
and I'm not going to assess that. Um, but what he did was really, really good. He had an average depth of target of 17 yards, <laughs> which is nuts. Um, yeah, <laughs> but the thing I liked most about him was that he's really tenacious. When he catches the ball, he puts his head down and drives forward like every single time. He always fights for the extra yardage. Um, he's really good with the after the catch. Uh, he's got this insane like second level acceleration and his release. I think his release game was is just like one of the best. And because of that, like I like his separation, I like his release and his footwork. So I'm like, this dude, I really like this guy right now. And it's like I'm watching him. I'm like, this is Odell Beckham is what is going through my head watching mm. this guy. Yeah. Some high praise there. Yeah. He's my comp for him. Yeah. So my comp, which I, I, I said my comp, I typed up my comp and I'm like, I wonder if this is why he likes him. He makes me think of Robbie Anderson, actually. <laughs> he does have a little bit of that. <laughs> which, like, it's the thing of, like, he he's primarily deep guy, but he I think he has the ability to do more. Exactly. As far I think as, he's like, being mislabeled right now as just a deep guy, and I think he can do all the all the things right now. Yeah, my my I had a, there were a couple issues I had with him that are like sort of big issues. Mm. Um, his catching is like the main thing. Like his hands, he 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 has concentration drop issues. Mm-hmm. Like and. Uh, there was one game, like, like the Virginia Tech thing, I think it was, uh, where, like, he had a, like, he messed up, and then he very obviously just messed up the next time because he messed up previously. Yep. And, um, he does, he sometimes does the Hollywood thing where he tries to underhand when he should overhand. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, <laughs> it's like the trying to breadbasket it when you shouldn't. Yes. And it's, like, because of that, where he sometimes does, like, the Bronx technique, he, like, has trouble holding on through contact, um... And then my other kind of knock was, like, he's got this bad tell where he, like, kind of, like, has, like, a hitched step before his releases. Ooh. That, like, he, he, like, that he only does on, like, shorter routes. But, like, when he does a longer route, he doesn't do it. And so he, that's, that's the biggest one that he, like, needs to fix, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got to get like, rid of that. Because, like, if you have a tell, then, like, they're going to read you, like, a book in the NFL. But the, the, that, like, I think that's something he can fix and he needs to fix. But I think he will fix it. But the the catching one's always, like, a tougher one for me because, like, Cortland Sutton was a guy who I had, like, a lot of knocks on in the department for catch technique, but he fixed it. Um, where with Brown, there's the... I think there is the downside of, like... It, they're, like, he has that, like, trap door of, like, if he does... He, like, he may not fix the drops, and it could kind of ruin him. But that's, that's, like, a very small thing, and, like, I hope that doesn't happen... And obviously, you don't like want to like. I'm not saying he's gonna be a bust because of it. I'm saying like that's like that is the like, there is that risk to him. But I think there's a lot of reward potential. Like you said, he's like I think he's like a top notch separator. Like right, his separation's really good, which is one Great of my news. strong like points for sure. Yeah, which is probably like, why he's got I have a lot him so of, high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, se- separation's super important. Like that's the thing. Like we talk about like drops not always mattering. Like if like if if he didn't have the some of the hand technique issues, I wouldn't be as concerned about his drops. But where where his concentration drops or whatever were like were like seemed more like the confidence drop situations, that was what kinda worried me. But he like once he like once he gets the ball though, like 
Oh, he's absurd with the ball. Like, his speed and, like, he has really good contact balance. Yeah, no. I think he has that anticipatory, like, hit drop thing, which he needs to fix. Like, he's yeah. afraid of getting rocked, so he scoots out of the tree and or drops it. Um, but he is good, like, when the ball's in his hands and he's making contact, he's good there. It's, an, mm-hmm. it's interesting. He just has, like, a few things he really does need to fix, and I would like him to sort of, you know, take a little bit to develop. Um, but yeah, no, the fact that he does get that insane separation is, is huge for me. I, I just, yeah, yeah he, I want him to work pretty on high upside, right? I want him to work on a few of the things, including the catching. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's, I think that's the biggest one. Well, yeah, but yeah, no, I've got him at four. Yeah. I like, there are a lot of places I saw him kind of like inside a top 10, as Which well. I had never heard of him. I'm looking at PFFs here, and he's ranked at, like, eight. They're just like, here are top ten guys. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, uh, my so I've also got another guy who... I, there's a lot of places I saw him just left out of top tens, and I was like, damn, like, because I like this guy, Tylen Wallace. So, the, so he tore his ACL near the end of 2019, mm-hmm. and that's one of the kind of big issues that's come up with him because like he came back 2020 was like was obviously it was like a playing slower in 2020 mm-hmm. but i am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because of how much you know medical technology like what we know about physical therapy and rehab has advanced that i think if he comes back like you know i i think he could end up being fully fine back to speed and if that happens he's like, he and Rashad Bateman are together in that, like, second tier, I think. And, like, that's my kind of look at it. Because he's very, like, he is a, like, he kind of fits in that, like, scheme-independent, like, all-around guy where, like, anyone can use him. Because, like, he, so we, we were kind of going back and forth on his 40 time because, like, in February, some, like, he was clocked at, like, a 439. His actual pro day, like, he was clocked at a... Like four four eight, and then somewhere you saw like a four five six or whatever. Right, but, which is the first one I saw, and I was like, "Whoa, hey, that's not you, bad but, by any means." Um, but it wasn't what I was I I was expecting. Yeah the the actual predator recently they gave him a four four eight, mm-hmm. which that seems right. You can just, yeah, you just go with that. But he did have a sub seven uh, second three cone, which I guess kind of like is a three cone. Yeah, whatever it does or doesn't mean because we see DK, but I, I think it, I think it kind of helps assuage some of the worry but um yeah he he's like a very like he's a very physical player he's i think objectively tough because he ended up playing like her in the in a bowl game instead of like opting out and trying to like be all good for the draft like this past year um so teams are gonna love that he makes a lot of sense for like 49ers ravens or like pats or steelers anyone who like wants receivers to like block and be physical mm-hmm. um Steelers might be too stacked at receiver for that, but like, <laughs> yeah, he, he blocks well. He can move his physicality. He gets the separate separation. Um, which that was that was more notable pre-injury. Like 2020, it wasn't as great, but I think he still had it. But like, the, my my just is like, if he could get like fully healthy back to before 2020, I think he's gonna be like a huge bargain, in my opinion. I like that and. Basically, what you've described is what I'm hoping he can, like, carve out a niche with, um, which is I think he can get, like, 
he can be very successful as one of those receivers that is bigger and can use his body with good body control to be sort of that possession wide receiver. They're not a huge yak guy, but they're good for the 15-yard catch on the outside of the sideline. Um, and with that sort of middle-of-the-field uh, game as well. I want to see him like just sort of develop into like being a really good blocker and being that sort of middle-of-the-field outside just... Not not your yak guy, not your speedster. He doesn't have that sort of quickness, um, but he's not slow. What I put is he's not slow, but he's just not quick. He doesn't have... He's not like Game Breaker. Right. Yeah. I think he's a lot like Bateman, to be honest. I think they're kind of in the same thing. I have them sort of ranked 8 and 9, and they're kind of collectively in the same sort of category to me. Gotcha, yeah. Um... Yeah, he's he's another guy. He's really upright, and I think he can lose some speed on his release um, because of it. But he's just he's not as good after the catch. So he needs to. I don't. I'm not sure exactly what it is. If that's feet and footwork, or if it is partially just the the injury. Because I think I watched a lot more of his more recent stuff as opposed to his his uh, first year where he broke out. Gotcha. Yeah, like because. So he, like, 2018 and 19, he was really solid. Like, in 2018, he got, like, 1,500 yards as, like, a 19-year-old. Like, he, like, absurdly broke out at a young age, which is always a good sign, like you mentioned, for wide receivers. Like, that's something you look for is do they dominate as a Mm 19-year-old? And so that's reassuring in the sense that, like, I think he is innately good enough where if he gets back from his injury, just find that he will be good as a pro. But, like... Yeah, if you like, if you look at some of his 2019 stuff, like there are times he just like he like makes a really good play to get open just right and like yoink a ball. It's <laughs> yoink like like possess like a, a possession receiver, not in the sense of like a, a slot receiver, but like like the big the big possession guy. Right, like more like think like Brandon Marshall, you know? Yeah, which actually there's someone who I gave a Brandon Marshall cop, which <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, because he's not he's not like massive, but he's got a pretty solid like catch radius my my knock on him was his breaks um uh-huh. like you mentioned kind of being too upright his weakness especially when coming back to the quarterback like if he has to break back to the quarterback he loses a lot of his like separation and like and speed he gained because mm-hmm. he like doesn't get his feet under him quite right and he like doesn't have quite enough control over his body so he like sometimes like slips or it can be a giveaway to like a smart quarterback because it'll take like a too long of a step before he's about to like break back yep yeah, what's it called? Elongated step in the break or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll, but I really like him, and I I'm giving him a high rating because I'm hoping slash thinking he'll come back. Like, not I'll even come back. I like I think he'll continue to progress in his rehab. Like, because the first year back from a big injury is always tough mentally, mm-hmm. and like a lot of times you'll see pro athletes in their second year back have that return to normalcy for them which would be really great <laughs> that'd be really cool to see i, th- I think he can definitely do it I, that, like i said he's still in my top 10 there's a lot of wide receivers in this class um yeah for sure i definitely like him yeah i like I, I think he's got some pretty good potential and couldn't end up being a bargain but i have him as sort of a round three 
like late third, early fourth, and it would be an absolute like that's a thing where like the Steelers take him in the third or fourth, and he is just an absolute steal. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, if the Steelers took him, that would just be unfair. <laughs> but yeah, he's. It's gonna depend a lot on how teams felt about his pro day and like his physical and everything. Oh yeah, which we can't. We don't unfortunately have the inside scoop on, but. Like, yeah, the physicals and all that. Like, the medicals are what we don't have. Makes it a little tougher. So Big oof. Yeah, so <laughs> next up we'll move to uh, a, lot, a lot of teammates in this one, but we've got uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Ooh, who, yeah, we can get, yeah. So we could do yeah, Kadarius so, after him. Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll go Kadarius, Kadarius next. I, I scroll down too far. We're already here. We're already here. We're already here. Yeah, so. LSU. This guy was... He just was always open. Like, <laughs> I was like, watching something like, where the fuck are the defenders, man? Like, where'd they go? Like, how's this guy always open? Always. Yeah, which. <laughs> yeah, it, like, I was just like, I feel like he shouldn't be as open as he is. <laughs> like, where'd they go? So, oh, he's down yeah. there. Yeah. Oh. So he was actually my Braden Marshall cop, which the name, I didn't realize, like, the name <laughs> coincidence until after. But he made me think of him a lot. Because, like, I saw. And AJ Green one, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But, like, Brandon Marshall makes more sense, I think, mm-hmm. and is more accurate. Uh, he's not as big as Marshall, but because Mar- Marshall was, like, massive. Yeah, he's, like, 6'3 or 6'4. No, maybe yeah. he's 6'4, 6'5. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. They're pretty similar after the catch. Like, the way they, like, run after the catch is, like, similar in, like, the physical manner, but also, like, having enough elusivity. And they, like, he has a lot of those, like, yoink grabs. Like, just yoink set out of the air. Like, you think it's going to be complete, and all of a sudden, like, late hands come up, whoop, snag yep. it in. And, like, that's a very random Marshall thing. So, I think stylistically, they are that, like, that's my cop, like, a sort of smaller Brandon Marshall stylistically. I like that because I was originally thinking AJ Green when I watched him, as you yeah. mentioned. But I like the, what, the smaller Brandon Marshall a little bit better. Yeah, because I, I, I kept seeing AJ Green, like, okay, yeah, this makes sense, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh, there's, like, it's not quite right. It's got a little so, more yoink. I think uh, AJ Green was better at uh, just always being in the right position to have a beautiful, like, breadbasket catch, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, yeah, how, how, how are you on Terrace Marshall here? What do you think of, what do you think of uh, Chase's teammate? I really like him. He's the only reason I don't have um, our previous guy, Tylen Wallace and Bateman, higher is because I had to put Marshall ahead of them. I think gotcha. he's a little bit better at separation. I think he's overall like a better natural athlete. He is a rare combination of height, size, and speed. Um, and he, I, like, he was put in a weird situation because he's a lot better as an outside receiver. But after they lost uh, Jefferson in the previous year, they, like they put him at uh, in the slot, and he could still do it. But I think he's better on the outside. And a lot of the negatives that I was reading about him seem to be attributed to the slot stuff where they're like, oh, he doesn't finish his route running when he's in the slot or has inconsistent route running in the slot. I'm like, well, that's not like his main thing. So I understand that that's a knock on him. But I I mean, I think in the right scheme, this guy could be really dang good. Um his separation's nuts. I don't, <laughs> and his release yeah, like, is insane. So, like, like I couldn't <laughs> even like identify one particular thing. He was just like he just always got open. Like he's just like good at route running, like that. Blah blah blah. Like he definitely, it's obviously understands 
what he needs to do to like get leverage and sell defenders on his moves and his breaks. Yep. And he just like was always wide open, like what the fuck. So yeah, I had him pretty high. In fact, I might even move him above uh, one, the other guy I have right ahead of him as I look into him more. But yeah, I really yeah, like so these, these ranks are fluid. <laughs> but yeah, I like him. His I, I think his weakness I'll say is. So, like, he has some good releases, but there is, again, like, some inconsistency to it where, like, he sometimes, like, rocks back on his releases and, like, loses a little bit of, like, speed coming off the ball. But I think that's his stance. Yeah. Because his stance is, like, really weird. It doesn't look like... It, his his stance... He doesn't play upright, but his stance is upright. I feel like, like, it, it's not... It doesn't, look, it doesn't look like his weight's distributed right. Like, it's supposed to be, like, like a certain amount of, like, front foot, back foot, but it looks like he's, like, 50-50. I don't know. Mm. So, he... I think that's something you could fix, though. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would hope so. Yeah, because he's got like good release moves, especially like when he's about to like pop inside or like go for a slant. Like he's got some really good ability to like just get right there, and you're like, "What the fuck? How's this guy here with the ball?" Oh no! Um, <laughs> oh, he's, like, he's got some good like ball tracking and, and how he attacks the ball and his hands in general. So yeah, you can go. It's pretty and get good, it. and like he's he's someone who. Like, if we see him go in the second round, like, I won't be surprised. And, like, that would be where you kind of see him, like, climb up, like, Dynasty Draft Awards. Because people are going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to miss on the next Justin Jefferson in the sense of, like, right. LSU guy who goes at a certain spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's I mean, I could see him I don't think he's first. as fast, right? He's not as uh, fast as Jefferson. So. Actually, maybe he is. I thought he was. A lot of these guys are pretty fast. He's I don't remember. Fast, yeah. <laughs> We're go- we're gonna be like, oh, was he that fast? And he's like four, four, forty. Like, what the fuck? Um, so I think pro day they gave him a four, three, eight. Jeez, which is pretty fast. Yeah, dude. Like, wow, this class is so fucking fast, man. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. Um, but anyway, moving on, we'll get to uh, Kadarius Tony, another consensus like up like top ten guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Often, often number five guy. Yeah, I might. My ranking for him, I think, is higher than it should be. I think he should be a little bit lower. Um, but here's the scoop on Tony. He is absolutely unlike any wide receiver I've ever seen. He is really small, but he's really physical. He is ridiculously shifty and dynamic, but he's great at the contested catch, going up and getting it, and running into people. He, like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's a really raw <laughs> prospect, but he is unbelievably talented. So I think he – I have him at ranked five right now, and I think I'm going to have to just sort of choose whether I want to move him up or down <laughs> and take, like, a risk on him. Because I think he is an ultimate – and I I know we said we hate predicting a bust, but, like, ultimate sort of boom bust guy. Because his mm-hmm. skill set, if he can hammer it down and work on his fundamentals – this dude can be amazing, and if he can't, then he's probably not going to have a very long career. Um, it's just, yeah, he he moves like Barry, dude. I, I didn't know how else to say it. <laughs> he moves like Barry when he's got the ball in his hands, which is messed up to say because he's a wide receiver. And <laughs> well, we, he's like he's a punt returner too, though. So like that yeah. makes sense. Like he's he's a good returner, so like he has those moves, and I think. That's like his career floor is just like being a return specialist, which is still where the roster spot. So, oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, like if he like, you can end up like if he does flop as a receiver, he'll still like be a returner for teams. And so, yeah, I think he's a little like I hate saying that someone's raw, but I think that applies here. Yeah, um, it does. 
Yeah, he his ball tracking is great. I love his ball tracking, which mm-hmm. like makes sense as a deep threat. And I think once he develops, he's gonna draw a lot of PI calls. Oh yeah. Um, I saw so I saw a couple comps. Like I saw a golden taint comp, like a golden taint comp, not taint. Um, that <laughs> makes some sense. But I think there's like some Brandon Cooks to him, um, mm. like because it's it's kind of tough, like to give like cops like like because golden tate and brandon cooks are like fairly different guys <laughs> so it's kind of hard to like be like he's both of them but he's fun because like his strengths are like he's like they they use him short and they'll use him deep like right th- like basically give him the ball and have him run and then just like run and then give him the ball <laughs> right no like, middle he's of a the big... field nothing like no yeah 10 yards down no 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 <laughs> yeah like he's He's a big play threat type of guy, and sometimes like that's where I sometimes have biases against guys of that nature. But like he needs to display like better balance with his route running, and just yes. like honestly, like, his yakking too, because like I don't think he's learned how to control his athleticism yet. <laughs> like it really seems like he's still like growing into being like an absurd athlete, like because he doesn't always have that like balance he needs. He doesn't always have his feet and hips under him right, and. Like I mentioned with Devonta Smith, like having good hip control is a lot of that ability. Um, but he's, um, yeah, he's got a high ceiling. He's just not a good route runner yet. And if he if he can like become a complete wide receiver, I love his ceiling. If he was because, an amazing route runner, he would be like Brandon Cooks. Yeah, like that's why I said like the. The, the the yak and like the the deployment of him was very golden tate deployment-esque of where like give him ball run run give him ball like, <laughs> but i think i mean golden tate has a lot more like middle game to him though but like mm-hmm. that's why it's why i think like the a, like a dash of each of them like there is the brandon cooks aspect of him where like you because i was thinking i was thinking of something like who draws a lot of pass interference penalties and like cooks is the first guy that comes to mind <laughs> like he's the pi king and it's because he knows how to use like moves and his speed to an advantage and he's a good route runner mm-hmm. and so like if if tony can become a good route runner i think he can like i don't, I don't want to say, i'm not saying like brandon cooks is the ceiling but i think like if he if he like aspires to be brandon cooks and like tries to model his game after him i think he will become a good player yes exactly like that's how we should look at his development I think. so I, I mean i think he is a very high risk high reward guy where like the the reward is he is as good as some of the top three guys we mentioned and the risk is he's you know a return specialist yeah exactly what well, I mean, makes like what like uh like Corderell patterson like <laughs> like that like i think that's the floor <laughs> yeah which great returner but not a good receiver God, he had so many plays where just like he just broke someone's ankles yeah and he looked so well, fluid doing it yeah i feel i no, i'm not saying he's quarter else like quarter patterson like i feel a lot better about Kadarius tony's outlook than quarter patterson oh yeah definitely like a lot of people who are good evaluators of talent have him pretty high. He is he is truly unique. I don't have like a pure comp for him. I don't know if you no. if there is. Yeah, that's one. why I had trouble because I'm like I'm trying to like say there's some Golden Tate, there's some Brandon Cooks, two totally different guys. Well, not totally different, two pretty different guys. It's hard to nail down. Yeah, like we may find out. Like we may find out that like the reason Kyle Trask wasn't horrible was because of Kadarius Tony. I wouldn't be surprised because when I was that's when I was watching Kyle yeah, Trask. Yeah, told me this. Yeah, this is when I picked up on Tony. Is I was like, who is this like six foot tall dude who's playing like he's six five? 
That was my, yeah. I was like, and I wrote his name down, like Kadarius Tony. Okay, I'll look at him when I do the wide receivers. But I think there's a definitely a strong possibility that you have a uh, Hackenberg Robinson thing there. <laughs> Where, like, the receiver just made the quarterback look at all okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, we, we may, like, in like two years, we may say, like, wow, Kyle Trask got drafted here. He should really thank, <laughs> like, Kadarius Tony for that. Tony. Yeah. So. But yeah, he's he's a he's really fun. Like, there's a lot of very fun oh, guys man, in this yeah. draft. Well, like, I really hope he pans out. So I, I gave him the benefit. I was like, you know what? I'll put him up high, even though like it's definitely risky. Yeah, he's. I'm really curious where he goes because there may be a team that falls in love with him and takes him high. So I'm like, because like, looking at the, like the draft, like if someone did take him at the back end of the first, you have like. There's a lot of good Green teams. Bay, right? Like, Green Bay, that could work. <laughs> yeah, like like there are some teams that make some sense going after him, and some that don't. So, oh yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. After these top three, it's gonna be really interesting to see how the rest fall into, like how the rest like go into place in the draft. I I do think he should be uh, a second round guy. Yeah, pro- he probably will be. I think there's enough. To him that he will be mm-hmm. but, so next up there's actually there's two more I don't know if they're related but I don't <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked that far I assume they're not Moore's a popular name so Moore's popular Elijah, yeah I like Elijah Moore more than Rondale Moore honestly mm-hmm. Rondale Moore sort of just like I like I was looking through it I'm like he's kind of just the worst Elijah Moore yeah <laughs> which is hilarious like in the sense of like the names like that but and, but Rondale Moore did have a lot of injury issues that was the big thing is he was a one of the top wide receiver prospects i think his rookie year and he just he had a lot of injuries and now he's barely in people's top 10 and i have him as sort of a passing mention honorable mention but yeah the guy we should we need to talk about is elijah Moore from uh old miss yeah he so it was funny because i was typing out and i was like kind of shitting on him and like in the sense of like i was like oh i don't know if he has like the same like kind of like potential as these like top guys this is that and i think that's kind of unfair to him in the sense of like just because he's not like an like, he's he's like five nine one eighty four. So he's mm-hmm. like he's shorter, but he's not like right. He's like he's not like tiny. Like he's not like skinny. No, he has some one eighty four is good for that height. Yeah, one eighty four five nine is not like small in the sense of that. Like if you, like if you're running back, you got to be a little bigger. But like as a receiver, that's totally fine. No, you have a bunch of guys, Elijah Moore, Tutu Atwell, and Jalen Darden, who are all like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and like Tutu Atwell is like 165, and Darden is like 175. Elijah Moore is at least close to 185, and he's the guy I like the most out of all of them. They're all sort of in the same very small, shifty, great acceleration, 5'9", speedy, dynamic guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> said it a bunch of times. Yeah. There's a lot of guys in this draft like that. But all three of those guys are sort of in the same boat. But Elijah Moore has the most oomph to him. He's the biggest, biggest at 184, which is good. Because if you're 5'9", and you're a slot dude, like, you need to be able to take some hits. Yeah, he's he's a really good wide receiver. Like, Because yeah. I was kind of like looking at his game i'm like his only knock is that he like doesn't have that same like catch radius or like he's not as big tall he, like he's not like the same type of guy as like jamar chase who you think could be a true number one and like that that i guess that's the way like i don't 
see him being a shootout role. And now, mm-hmm. like, I could end up being wrong, but I think he profiles best as, like, a 1B kind of thing. Exactly. Or, like, I mean, like, a number two, I don't know. But he's he is really good, though. Like, he's your typical slot, except he's really fast. Like, I guess that's a good way to put it. Like, the, I should say prototypical slot, not typical slot. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, reliable. He's not, like... I put not super flashy, but I don't mean that in the sense that, like, he can't be. It's just that he's not making a lot of, like, wow plays all the time. Just because, like, he wasn't asked to do that. So, like, he may end up making more big plays as a pro. Honestly, no, no. I just thought about this. What everyone wanted Andy Isabella to be, I think, is what Elijah Moore is. <laughs> that's, like, exact, that's what I was about to say next. He is <laughs> what Andy Isabella, like, could have been or, like, yeah. people wanted him to be. Yeah, no, like, so everyone who liked Andy and Isabella better fucking love Elijah Moore. Because, like, he is the good version of that. So, like, the description makes him sound white. Because he's like, (laughs) I'm, like, reliable, quick, tough, like, good and tight coverage, destroy zones. Wes Walker calm. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) he kind of fits that mold that's getting traction of, like, the wide receiver that can, like, do some running back stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, that, like, Curtis Samuel type of thing. Which, I mean, he's, he's not all that Curtis Samuel physically, but... He's technically just so super sound. He and uh, uh, he and Terrence Marshall, which I don't, Terrence Marshall I didn't mention, but like both these two both have absurd hands. Like mm. these guys have those two have great hands. Yeah, Elijah and Moore think, does have really good hands. Yeah, he's he's got a super high floor. I would agree with that. But yeah, no, he's sort of like my Walker. Like I, yeah. I think he knows exactly what he is, and he's very good at that thing. <laughs> yeah, and he's not like the flashiest big name wide receiver but he i think he can be very consistent and in the right offense could just be such a productive like ppr machine yeah he's he's really good <laughs> like it's it, he just like all of the technical stuff and like things you like hope certain guys can learn he does like so oh yeah i almost didn't mention his release he has like the opposite of um uh, who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Deami Brown. He has, like, the opposite. His release is, like, the exact same every time. He's really good at to, just completely masking what route he's going to run because it's the, the exact it. same. He's just It's, like, clockwork, and it's <laughs> it, there's no tells in it whatsoever. He's really good at it, and he has a really good release, and it's just... I'm just laughing because I'm like, man, the Patriots want him, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Honestly, that that would be like him. Him and Wallace make a lot of sense for the Patriots, but oh yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, the Patriots could use some speed. They don't have any. But yeah, I, there's definitely the knock on more because he's not huge. But of the like the speedy, shifty guys, he is the the hugest. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a pretty like automatic catch type of guy, right? Which is very valuable. I think. So. Yeah, I think he has a very high value as just like knowing what he is and not being like the wide receiver one, but just consistently like you put him in a Shanahan offense or something like that's great. Yeah. Like in, in six years, if we're like talking about his third straight, like hundred catch thousand yard, 10 touchdown season, like I won't be like su- surprised, but like nobody like he quietly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be quiet. People are like, oh my, well, how many yards do you think Elijah Moore had this year? I don't know, 800. He had 1270. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Really good. There's going to be some teams that, like, that value. Because all the teams value certain things. So the teams, we'll talk about, I guess, like the Patriots, 
Which I actually, I don't know, they drafted Nikhil Harry, so I don't know what their receiver valuing is. But Ugh. teams that value what he brings to the table are going to, like, love him and maybe take him early. So I, I've i looked at, like, no mock drafts, so I have no clue where T, like everyone thinks he's going to go. I would expect he is a, a day two guy as well in the maybe late second, early third. Yeah, like I said, I after the top three, I have no clue where the rest of these receivers are going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, there's been so much movement. I don't even know what the second round looks like right now. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> this draft's good. Like, we talked about this a little while ago on the, I can't remember what it was, why don't we bring it up, but this draft sort of being a crap shot. Oh, yeah. More so, more so than other drafts because of the fact that a lot of guys didn't play in 2020, just how weird of a year it was. There's going to be a lot of incomplete information as opposed to, like, there's going to be even more incomplete information <laughs> than mm-hmm. there normally is for the draft. So, yep. <laughs> the, it's like, and like we've, like, we definitely said, I remember saying this the good drafting teams are going to be better and the poor drafting teams are going to be worse. <laughs> like, it's going to really exacerbate how good or not good your team is at drafting. Yep. <laughs> so, like, you may see some things, like, happen that make zero sense. Oh, God, Jets. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, I I am I'm already ready to be mad at the Ravens. So. Uh, it's like okay. You're, you're gonna see like the Ravens and Steelers come away with like absurd drafts. You're gonna be like, how the fuck did they get all these guys? It's so fun though when we do these rankings. Like I don't know about you, but I definitely look. I'm like, ooh, I kind of want the Jets to get this guy because I know <laughs> they've got like some early second rounders or some extra seconds, you know? Yeah, like they're like like they're. I mean, certain guys like like we'll talk about like. Uh, I when I mentioned like Wallace guys that like teams I thought he made sense for like like who do you, who do you want like Kadarius Tony to go to like where do you want him to end up? Ooh, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see for a second. I think he really needs um, like a consistent quarterback that can put it in the right spot for him. So like you know, imagine like him on say you know the Chargers. I think would be nuts with Herbert, and then you have. Oh, yeah. uh, like Arizona, you have him and uh, Kyler just kind of zip zooming around everywhere. You don't mm-hmm. really know where it's going. Um, I think he could make a really good usage in Indianapolis, like with Carson Wentz. Uh, Wentz mm. gets the ball to him, and he's just boom, he's gone. Um, I say, which which like what I, we have a couple words to talk about too. Who do you think the Packers are gonna well, should go for? We don't know if they will, but who should? Who do, you, who do you think the Packers should have their eyes on as far as fit goes? Because, like, okay, we'll, we'll assume they don't get, like, a top three guy based on just draft capital. But after that? Um, I think, so, they've got Devontae, who covers, like, a really big, you know, aspect of the field. I think they would do really well getting um, Wallace or Bateman because that's, like, Devonte is amazing at yak and release and all of that. You can have like your sort of possession, like by possession, I mean just like move the chains wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so I would like them to get one of those two, and I don't think that's out of the question where they're drafting. Yeah, they from. they pick late first, which I don't even know like if that'll be where they go late first or what. But they definitely need to add a receiver because <laughs> the top three are going to be gone by then. Um, Gosh, my brain just went to De- 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 Deami Brown. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Deami Brown. 
I just think about like Aaron Rodgers and like and his inconsistent deep guys. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think he would be too well there <laughs> too. That, that makes some sense. That would be but, a really um, good match for them if they could get him. But I don't know if other teams are going to rate him as highly as I do right now. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to where these guys go. So after Elijah Moore, there's a few more guys that uh, mostly you looked into. I kind of also observed one or two of them. So yeah, I just kind of uh, put a few you mentioned, of them in. Yeah, you mentioned like Tutu Atwell and uh, Jalen Darden, kind of like along with slot guys. So hit me with those. Tutu has a really high ranking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What a great name. Louisville wide receiver, uh, Tutu Atwell. My thing is he's only 165 pounds, and I'm sorry. Like, I don't care how good you are. That's not going to work. Not in the NFL. <laughs> he has to put on weight. If he puts on 15 pounds of muscle, like, watch out. But he, he kind of has to. He's, like, he's getting shoved aside. I'm watching his tape by, you know, Louisville's competition wasn't amazing. Guy, like, people just put a hand on him, arm tackle him, and he, he mm-hmm. gets moved. Like, he's tiny. Five nine one six. Like he he needs to put on some pounds. Which I guess kind of fitting for his name. Two two. <laughs> I'm delicate. <laughs> um, but he's, I mean, he's incredibly talented. He is wicked fast. Um, wicked. Uh, he is super fast. He is ridiculously dangerous when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, he's just tiny. He just needs to put on weight, and he can be good. So I wanted to put him in there, as I mentioned. But a lot of teams do have him, or not teams, but I would say other sites have him ranked really highly mm-hmm. um, for a lot of his other things. So he's definitely worth looking into. Um, I just want to see him put on some weight. Him, Elijah Moore, and then Jalen Darden are all sort of in the same thing. And Jalen Darden's the guy I'll mention next. He's like the poor man's Kadarius Tony. He's mm-hmm. really small and shifty and really fast. Um, the shift he doesn't even begin to cover it. He is like ridiculously hard like, to tackle. Like joystick, like Tyreek. Yes, yeah. Sorry, human, not human joystick. Like, yeah. yeah, not Tyreek. Tyreek Cohen. Was it going? Yeah. Um, he's guy. He's one seventy five. So he has ten more pounds on him than Tutu, which it, it, it's still a little small. But I think he's only five eight. So one seventy five is pretty solid. Um, gotcha. He's probably another like fourth, fifth round pick. That if he was a little bigger, he might he, he might be a little bit higher. Gotcha. And then, so we t- we briefly hit on Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. sort of in this sense, a worse Elijah Moore that was you know, oft injured. Uh, <coughs> I'm glad you put Nico Collins in here because mm. he's like, <laughs> he's so much different than the rest of this class in the sense that he's like the big. I'll, I maybe I'll say lumbering, not not lumbering because the forty time was a lot better than I expected, but he doesn't like move as fast as his like the, forty forty. Right, time. the play speed. Yeah, but he's a quote unquote like traditional like big body guy. Like if he if he play if he was able to play faster, I think he'd be a stud. He's in kill Harry. It's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, that's that's a kind of an insult. Um, I, I'm not gonna say Auden Tate, but st- he, he not as extreme as Auden Tate in the sense of like lumbering that way. But because like he gets more separation, he's just not. He just doesn't play fast enough to be top notch because he's he's pretty good he's like he's like pretty solid a lot of things but yeah the problem is his feet aren't great and his route running's not great so it's hard for him to get the separation that he wants but he's really good at contested catches so like he's not great at the separation but he'll still get the catch uh which is interesting um i think like just he just has knocks there on some of the fundamental things so i think he's a prospect that 
can develop, and maybe he's one of those guys that has a year two, uh, you know, burst onto the scene. Yeah, because like he kind of fits in the category of like guys who were not in systems, did not have quarterbacks right. to showcase them at all. Yeah, I'd say so. his one of his other biggest things is he doesn't really have that. Uh, they call it like the second level speed. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, he doesn't really have that where, you know, at the end of your route when you're stumming out, you you can just sort of accelerate and take it to the house. He really doesn't have that. So I think he just needs to work on uh, work on the fundamental things, and I think he could he could make it work. But he's definitely worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last guy I put was Josh Palmer, who played for Tennessee. Um, Gotta have a Tennessee guy. He's 6'1", 210. Yeah, that's a really good build. Uh, he didn't really get utilized correctly, so his stats are really whack. I don't know if he's even had a 500-yard game or a 500-yard season. season. <laughs> Sorry, that was well, that Didn't even have a 500-yard <laughs> well, game. Of course, yeah, of course not a 500-yard game. What a loser, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he just needs to kind of polish up his route running and his release, but he had a really, really bad sort of like Nico Collins, like terrible quarterback play and mm-hmm. consistency, so... He's another guy that I think will get like a fifth round shot and could uh, totally, totally end up on a team somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to really look much at him. There were a lot. There's like, you know, I mean, there's like 40 receivers. <laughs> yeah. As we as we get like, I think maybe in passing, I'll mention him. Like maybe we'll have like an episode where we just talk about like the deep guys or something. But like. After the draft, once these guys land places, and I think it'll give us a better opportunity to like talk about them and you know if the fit makes sense, all that jazz. Um, one other guy that I didn't put in here actually that I wanted to bring up was Frank Darby. Have you watched him at all? Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't give him like a write up, but I've I heard like enough in passing about him that like I kind of like went to watch a couple things, and he he sort of in my opinion profiles as a big slot again. Uh, a lot of those guys. Like, a t- a teams that miss out on, like, Bateman may kind of look towards Darby as, like, the consolation prize. Um, he, like, he's, the the big slot makes a lot of sense for him because, like, he's got good technical skills, solid footwork, like, understands how to beat zones. Um, good like, at the deep space ball. Right. Do what? He's good at the deep ball, right? Yeah, um... Especially like the boundary, because like he's good at utilizing like the space there to get the right leverage and all that. He's like he's a very like solid good player. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like, he got hurt. That's right. I think so. Yeah, he got hurt. And that's why he didn't have like much to show for this past year. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he got like a rib injury. I think it was. Hmm. And. It, one of my favorite things about him is his, like, physicality in the sense of, like, contact balance. Um, he'll, like, very happily, like, initiate contact with the corner and, like, mm-hmm. take it on, bounce off kind of thing. You do love to see that. You're just like, bring it on, dude. I'm not just catching the ball and running out of bounds. You got to stop me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, he's got good hands, can, like, make catches with people, like, on him near him. Like, contact doesn't phase him. Mm. So, I like him. I think I think he's worth kind of mentioning there as well within some of these groups because, like, again, maybe a team that wants that role likes him a lot. So yeah, they they never like used him. Like Arizona State like 
didn't put him in the slot much, but I think he would make a lot of sense there. It's a big slot guy. So we have a few guys yeah. that fit that. The, bi- yeah. the big slot. Uh, which is kind of like, made, not like a comeback, but it's kind of gotten more popular lately, like terming someone a big slot. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I um, Yeah, we'll just, I mean, I can't wait till the draft happens. Then we can see who each team drafts and we can be like, oh, we love this. We don't love this. Or this guy's really good, but he shouldn't have gone here. He should. He's gonna work. Gonna wait for him to get traded. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, so like a lot of these like big slot guys we see have some early success, and I think that's something worth mentioning too. As we kind of like close out here, like the the slot is easier in the sense of you're not gonna face the team's top corner, and you don't have to face as much like press. Or you don't. You don't. You don't face press. So that's. That's where, like, putting a young guy there as a big slot will give him an easier time having success starting off. And, like, because we saw, like, Juju have a really strong early start. Like, you'll, you'll see guys, like, have a strong early start where a lot of it comes from the slot. Mm. And it does, it's not saying they're limited there, but it's a good way to get them acclimated early without, like, fucking them over. And so if you see a guy and end up in a landing spot or profile in the way of like the quote unquote big slot, it could be, you know, a good sign for his fantasy production. Cause like, I mean, we could see like Bateman, like if he ends up on the field right away, gets in the slot, like wherever he goes, like he could just get a lot of volume right away. And like, even if he's not the best receiver, he may be like the most reliable fantasy asset of the rookies or something. Yeah. Just based on opportunity and ease of competition in the slot and all that. And the way the, you know, the NFL offenses are kind of, you know, they're always changing and moving around. But that definitely seems to be making a comeback as we move to that very spread out style offense with a lot of verticality and just, you know, shots downfield, mm-hmm. play action. Oh, yeah. Go shizzle. I've been, uh, I want, I'm trying to look and see if we had rankings for last year. Um, oh, we do. I, I couldn't find them on how yeah so I I pulled them up we, we, it was in our we had like our 2020 NFL draft and then your your big board your big board big board oh I don't know if we ranked them right I don't know if I had specific rankings I do know that I think I had Judy Lamb and Jefferson were my top three and yeah. Lamb was my number one I know that I believe he I don't remember if he was my number one or not but those were my top three and they were my big three. A big three, yeah. uh, which I think we yeah. did pretty good at because we really liked Jefferson, and the, uh-huh. uh, he was honestly like one of my number twos. He was the number one last year, but so, you know he, uh, we definitely called him, and we definitely called. Uh, I think DK was the year before. Yeah, but, I, we we were we we sort of were DK truthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Justin Jefferson, I, y- you were more going home on him than I was. I'm pretty sure. I was but, very like, gung ho on him. He, I was like, this dude's one of my favorite. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted the Jets yeah. to get him. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked him a lot, and like, I kind of comped him in that big slot mold of like a faster Keenan Allen. And I, I, oh god, I remember saying that, and you're like, whoa, like that's a right, like that's like a big compliment. But hell yeah, it's pretty good. And then, it's like I didn't give a whole lot on, like a lot of the receivers last year because I know like. Uh, which ended up being a stat class. Like we have, like we listed Gabriel Davis and like barely talked about him, and he was a stud. I put here uh, T Higgins really dominant. Um, 
I personally like Jefferson better than better than him, or slightly more than him. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely got to keep our rankings for this year. That way, we can look it back on them next year and be like, oh, ooh, ee. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I I think we've got our uh, 2019 as well, maybe. Well, 2019, I did a whole like wide receiver. Yeah, you have like a whole thing on him. AJ Brown was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, I hate that he went to Tennessee. But then it didn't matter because Gase wasn't there with Tannehill. Um, Man, the po- the post-Gase glow. Oh, yeah, have we, have we recorded since Darnold got traded? No. Okay. How you feeling? I'll, How you feeling about it, Darnold? I, I'm sad about Darnold. I, I'm sad just because... We did nothing for him, the Jets, that is. They did everything within their power to make him as unsuccessful as possible. New coordinators every year, bad coordinators every year, bad O-line, bad receivers, like bad tight ends. Like just absolute and bad running game. Like literally any possible thing you could have to help this guy out, they did not supply him with. And you know what? I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good with Matt Rule. I uh, I wish him the best and hope he does really well, and I think that he is going to be really good for the Panthers. Um, I'm not upset in the sense that, you know, I think it was the right idea to move on from him, just in the, uh, the practicality of resetting your cap after just butchering yeah. the last few years and saying, like, we need to take a reset here. I'm completely fine with that. What I just hate... And this is a Jets thing. I don't know if other teams have this. It's just, I want to have a guy that we draft and then we give a second contract to. When when David Harris retired from the Jets, he'd been there for like 10 years. He's one of my favorite linebackers. And nobody knows who David Harris was, but he was a great linebacker. And he was with us for years. And it's because he was just one of those homegrown linebackers that we had his whole career. And he was really good. Gave him second and third contracts. And then when it was he was getting old and washed, it was time to let him go. But he was there the whole time. And it was just like having this consistency and players that have been there for a long time and can rule the locker room. It's important. And they don't have that. The Jets don't fucking have that. They just get rid of everyone they draft. So, like, that's why I'm upset. But, I mean, you know, I, I think Matt Rule is a good place for him to go. And... I, uh, I hope he does really well. I think he can. I really think he can. I think yeah, that uh, I was... his stats are really overblown. Stats don't tell you everything. In fact, when I'm evaluating these guys, I rarely look at stats um, for the draft because, to me, stats are a product of the offense and the system and not necessarily the player. Uh, and I mean, Darnold is, like, a perfect example of that. I've watched Darnold make some amazing throws that you don't attribute to somebody who's a bust. Yeah, there's, I, like, he still makes, like, obviously he's been on bad team, and he's, like, he still makes, like, some dumb plays at times, but there's enough there where I think you could, like, reasonably say, like, his development curve got terribly stunted. Yes. But there's, this is still salvageable. Yeah. No, I think so. I mean, he's still younger than Burrow. He's 23. He's got a whole, like, he. it's now like he's finally being drafted. He's finally going <laughs> to the NFL. It must be exciting. He was in the minor leagues for a minute there Yeah. <laughs> um, with the Jets. 
It's just, you know, they didn't give him anything. How was he supposed to be successful? He had nothing it's around him the whole time. How, like, it was impossible to evaluate him in any given year. Yeah, I really hope he gets, like, a, like a Ryan Tannehill-esque post-Gase chance. I really think that he can. I really do. But and I think the Panthers got him for a steal because of it. Yeah, so that also kind of brings us around a little bit. I don't want to, like, get too deep in to stuff on Deshaun Watson, but mm. them trading for Darnold definitely seems like an indictment on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because I know the, the Panthers like, were gunning hard for him. Yeah, but they if, if they trading for Donald's pretty much them like saying we're not going for Watson. Um, yeah. And yeah, so one of the actually the very first uh, like accuser came out and like talked publicly about like what happened mm-hmm. and. That was pretty like impactful. Like just seeing the person, hearing the person, watching their faces. They like, you know, talk about what happened to them. It's just like, wow, that's tough. It is, and it's really shocking. I mean, obviously, we don't know these people, we don't know these players personally, but you never imagine them to be like that. And mm. I think there's a semi decent chance Deshaun Watson has already played his last snap. Yeah, Which is crazy to think about, because a month ago we were like, where is he going to play next? Now we're like, where can he play next? Yeah. Will he play Will next? Will he? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. The way it's going right now, it's. I mean, it just It seems like it's all crumbling down around him. Yeah. it's. I mean, it, he lost all his sponsors in like a week. Yeah. I saw that too, which... I mean, I would have been surprised had he not, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, that's I'm surprised that it, I'm surprised past. it didn't happen sooner, Yeah. like... The timing of it and how, you know, he was in a contract dispute and all of these things started coming up. I think people were like, well, what's going on at first? But now it's like, no, no, the timing, they're mutually exclusive. This is just, yeah. this is just getting to light now and uh, it's bad. I, I, I saw a take that it was more likely that the Texans helped cover it up and the Texans, like, orchestrated something. Yeah. Which I, I think that take is bad and dumb <laughs> like the more i think about it, and i can't remember like how much we attributed to it or whatever but like i think i have now decided that the take that the texans orchestrated this is bad and dumb in the sense of one like why would a team try to like take their guy like value wise like that that makes no sense like i mean and, like, it, his, the only way that's possible is if they orchestrated it and then they didn't realize that it was real like they, they were like, oh yeah, he's abusive to masseuses, and then like all these other women were like, yeah, he is actually, and they came forward and were like, oh wait, no, really, shit. It's like it's like a Simpsons did it type of thing, right? Like, no, like a Simpsons did it type of thing, but um, yeah, I mean it. I definitely think it it is actually possibly. I mean, he had people recommended to him by teammates and whatnot. So yeah, and like, who has twenty masseuses? <sighs> the fuck, like. It, I get minimum. like a few, oh. or like I don't know, like maybe he has one in each city for like games. I don't fucking know, but man, and like, and the like on the other side of it, it's like if the the first thought being <laughs> that, that fucking car horn. Oh, I know it's car. <laughs> of like it's the, it's the hot take it's horn. The hot take know. horn. It's, it's just the it's the rant horn. Um, <laughs> so and then like. If, if your first take is that and the thought that now 22 women are lying, that's a pretty, like, st- 
stubborn hill to die on, I'm going to say. Like, I I think, our, I, I believe what like, our first comment was that, like, we are going to side, like, with the woman accusing him here. Right. And as much as we're going to hope it's not true, like, the more likely outcome is that it is probably. Yep. Especially when you get, because at the time, I think it was, like, I don't remember how many it was initially. But now we're up to 22. 22 these are, different women. These are, like, Bill Cosby, like, accusation-level stacks of numbers on this. Like, Yeah, no, this is, like, a serial sexual harasser. Yeah, so, like, if you're saying the Texans orchestrated this, you're, like, just discounting the fact that... Not the fact, like, I'll say the fact, like, you're, you're discounting 22 women saying they abuse them, which is pretty not cool to do um put lightly it's a dick move yes as bird person says so as bird person says yeah no it's can't do that they'll figure yeah, it out I, in the courts but as it looks right now um deshaun watson is garbage <laughs> which is yeah, like, i'm like i'm literally like shocked i mean to a lot of people that watch the nfl deshaun watson coming into the league he's like the the one of the new age phenoms like so talented and now it's just it's all for nothing yeah i got into a discussion with someone and i'm not gonna say heated but like it was someone that like like i thought you you know like when you care about someone enough to like actually like try to help them understand like why you think they're wrong kind of thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like letting them be wrong whatever yeah it's basically like they said like oh like we'll let the evidence come out and kind of sort out i'm like well i think that's a stubborn take because like the like we're like you and I are not gonna see any hard quote unquote hard evidence. Like there's not gonna be recordings. We're not gonna see texts. We're not gonna like see like a fucking jizz covered towel or some bullshit. Right. Like the most evidence quote unquote we're gonna get is like these now twenty two women saying what happened, and especially now one coming out publicly, like with her face, her name on it, mm-hmm. saying what happened, and so. Seeing that and then saying you're going to wait for evidence, I think, is a pretty, like, shitty way to frame it. Yeah, there's not, there's no, there's not evidence for it. Yeah. I mean, unless they have cameras in each room, which they wouldn't because that's a violation of privacy. Um, yeah, no, there's like, not going to be physical evidence. It's, but when, when somebody tells you they've been sexually harassed, the first thing you do is you believe them. That's the first rule. Yeah, because like every like, it, it's it's tough because football and sports a lot like are very like it's a very male dominated sector of life, and like especially like football Twitter like that's where like you see a lot of it or like you know discords whatever like, I'll, like yeah, yes there are women in sports and are women in fantasy sports but like what you see on TV on Twitter is a lot of like male dominated aspects of it and so you see a lot of the same takes of like oh, what if this, if that, like, it's, people say, like, oh, it's he said, she said, like, oh, she's just trying to make it up. Like, the, like, are, like, will there occasionally be those times? Yes, but a majority of the time, it's going to be someone deciding they want to, like, be, like, brave enough to talk about the shitty thing that happened to them. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if most of the, like, football space has been a situation where they've, talk to someone actually who's been through that and so i think that's like a lot of the football space is very like insensitive to that yeah 
So, and that's why I'm glad we're co-hosts because we like align on this. <laughs> and and I think like especially with where we went to school, like Roethlisberger coming from Miami is a bad name for the school. In the it sense is. Of, like, yeah, we were like Ugh. of that type of behavior. But Miami was like somewhere that was pretty. I don't want to say known for that, but like there was some notorious like not notorious, but like it's doesn't always have the best rep in the sense of guys getting consent. Yeah, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And so that was something that, luckily, like I wasn't associated with people who were those types of people, but it was something that was very heavily like stressed which i think is good that the school took the time to do that mm-hmm. um i feel like a lot of schools don't like we've talked a lot about like how there's a lot of bullshit to title nine how big name schools will help out athletes like Jameis, like get away with shit oh yeah um and so it's also in the sense of like you and i like can't fathom doing that but there's people who do and don't think anything of it because there's like so much delusion to these people but I guess what I'm getting at here is that like I'm glad that we like have had the chance to add this viewpoint of like realizing that like hey like the typical like I'll just say like typical uppity white male response is like is not believing the accusers at first whereas like I think that's a terrible default where the default should be like okay like I know there's the quote unquote like innocent until proven guilty but now like in a sense of sexual assault there's hardly ever like hard evidence Mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna believe the person who says they were raped over you know just assuming their line that it's pretty fucking rude to do yeah no it it is and I'm glad you you mentioned that um yeah, no, you have to stand with them. And then especially it's not he said, she said when there's 22 women. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I hate that in general. But, yeah, when there's 22, she, 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 like, yeah. it's, he it's said, a she, she, big she, difference. She, 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 she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all the same with the exact, you know, the exact same, like, uh, mode of operation that is for Watson. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's, it's bizarre and shocking and sad and, uh, yeah, we just hope the justice system comes through. Yeah. And, so I, did, I didn't expect to get into this, like, I'll, I guess I'll call it rant at the end of the show. But it came up, and I got into it, and there's enough, like, passion I have with this in the sense of, like, thinking the way our society views it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we have a right to be angry. I'm a little angry. I'm, like, embarrassed to have supported this guy. Yeah, I'm em- like it's embarrassing to like look like look up to somebody and say like wow this guy's amazing and then they do this they treat women like this and you're just mm-hmm. like why why did I believe in you at all like you, fuck you you're <laughs> this is not yeah. how you behave towards women exactly and it's like it's it baffles me like just the way that people act sometimes yeah like, it's obviously a, much bigger conversation, but... But thankfully for the Panthers, they will not be getting any of that with Sam Darnold because he makes out with his girls at the bar after they consent. And uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold... And he gets boy. mono. <laughs> <coughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I actually... I was talking to uh, someone about, like, Teddy 
um, he was like a Louisville fan, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I'm like, I hate that he was a Saint and then a Panther because like I fucking love Teddy, right. <laughs> but like I can't root, I can't like feel great about rooting for him. Although the Panthers are different for me just because like they're never good the same time as the Falcons are. Yeah, but yeah, I don't mind the Panthers, but fuck the Saints and Bucks. <laughs> It's kind of like me and the Bills. I'm a Jets fan, but you know, I rooted for. I like the Bills because they were just so bad for so long. And yeah, you're like bad together, and like hate the past together. Exactly. It's like a, it's like it's a friendly rivalry, right? In a sense, they had they lost to the Patriots more than we did, and I was like, we lost <laughs> to them every year, twice a year. They somehow lost to them more. <laughs> Be like, hey, we've all been there. We've been there, man. It's okay. This is your time now. Don't let them do that. Don't let the bad man come back. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the uh, NFC South problem now. Yeah. Oh. So, but anyway, um, that was our mostly our episode about uh, wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, I think next time our plan is to kind of lump up running back and tight end. Yeah, there's there's not as much usually with the tight end and uh, honestly with the running backs this year either. Yeah, so running back's not that great this year, yeah. Because after after pitchers, a few guys there is Pat, which I've seen a bit more people talk about. Penn State Pat is what I'm going to call him because his last name's a mouthful. <laughs> so Penn State Pat has been getting some love. Yeah, running back is the running back class is kind of interesting in the sense that like there's a few like big solid names and then like nothing. Well, not nothing. A lot of decent guys, but like, not there's not like many game changers. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, we'll be going back to UNC. We'll be visiting yes. UNC again for that. But outside Both of, of their the top backs, guys, yeah. yeah, outside of that top sort of five, maybe six, then it, there's a pretty steep drop. Yeah, because like there's Etienne, UNC guys, Najee, a couple other guys, and then so there was like Journey Brown, who had to retire because of a heart condition, which is sad, mm. but. We'll we'll talk about these guys next episode. So until then, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next time.